Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. I'm Mike Gorman, and you're listening to the Celtics Pod podcast for Celtics Blog. Here's your host, Adam Taylor. going on Celtics fans happy Friday I hope everybody's getting ready for the weekend special edition of the podcast today I'm joined by the Boston Celtics latest two-way power forward stretch for Sam Hauser Sam thank you for joining me man I appreciate it thanks for having me I'm doing well I'm excited to get this going me too to be honest I've been looking forward to this for a few days now managed to keep it quiet but let's jump straight into it we'll start with your collegiate career so during your college career, you played three years for Marquette. Your junior year was actually with your brother as well, which must have been cool. Then you made the move over to Virginia, red shirt a year. And then like after the red shirt year, you um you go in there and average nearly a 50-40-90. I think it was 0.4% at the free throw line held you back from that 50-40-90. Does that bother you at all? <laughs> I've uh, I've been pinching myself after I saw the numbers <laughs> at the end of the year. Uh, if I could have just made like two more free throws, I would have had it. But uh overall it was a great year and i can't really complain yeah the first thing i saw when i saw that was like oh man it was so close to that like legendary stat line that was a must be a tough one to kind of move on knowing that you were so close what led you to move what was behind that entire thought process in moving over to virginia for your final season yeah um it was just trying to give myself a better opportunity to to set myself up for the position i'm in today and to put, to hopefully get a chance at this level and hopefully make it and, and stick around for a while. And I think Virginia provided everything that I needed to get better and to improve on to help me get to this level. And um, I think it, it showed in the in this previous year and the year I had. So a lot of it had to do with that. How was it redshirting for a year, being able to practice but not play? Like, was you getting the itch to get straight back on the floor? Yeah, it, w- it was tough, definitely at times. Um, being Definitely on game days, it was hard to take in, just having to sit on the bench and you can't really do much about it. But uh, it all paid off um, this past year, being able to play and kind of show what I had to offer. So, yeah. Yeah, when you average a 50-40-90, which we're going to call it a 50-40-90, then you know that you <laughs> crushed it throughout the year. Leading on into the draft, like so you're coming into the draft process you're speaking with teams, obviously your agents filling you in on where you're projected to go, what's projected to happen. What was your mentality coming into draft night? What was you like? Did you have any expectations or was you kind of just going with the flow? Yeah, honestly, I didn't really have any expectations because I didn't really know what was going to happen. Obviously, I would I would have loved to get drafted, but uh, sometimes not getting drafted, you can end up in a better situation as opposed to being drafted to a team that maybe doesn't have the right situation for your, for your circumstances, but I, I do think I landed in a great spot in Boston and uh, I think I have a great opportunity here. As a floor spacer, somebody with your size and your shooting skill, it's like every team in the league must've been hitting you up after that uh, going undrafted. But I know we can move on from there. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe you should have been drafted. When we look at 
your mentality? Like you go undrafted, what's the initial thought process? Because I've spoke to a few people previously that have gone through the draft process and come out the other side undrafted and everybody's story is just that little bit different. So what was your mentality like after draft night? Yeah, well, um, luckily, you know, the Celtics kind of called right as the draft was ending to, you know, offer me a two-way contract. So I was able to kind of make that decision and move on from the draft really quickly. So I didn't even really have time to really kind of think about getting drafted or not getting drafted. It was more of just like, I'm excited for this next opportunity. You know, I, I went, I headed out here to Boston two days after the draft to start training for summer league. And um, honestly, it kept me occupied. I didn't even really think about, you know, draft night and what happened and whatnot. But in summer league, I definitely wanted to, to try to prove myself, to prove that I was good enough to be drafted over maybe some other guys that were picked uh, instead of me. So I thought I played pretty well in summer league. And, and I think I proved that I could potentially play in this league. So that summer league leads us on nicely. Like it's, it's a huge step up, right? Going from the college game to the summer league game. What were some of the biggest differences that you noticed in that change of play? Yeah, I just think it's um, the speed of the game so much quicker uh, with the shot clock being shorter. Um, the, it, like the offensive style of play is different. Uh, the defensive principles are a little bit different than college, especially coming from Virginia. Um, but I, I think overall, it was more so just adjusting to the speed of the game and getting a feel for that. And um, I think the first couple of games, I, I didn't shoot it very well because I think I was trying to get my legs underneath me. But in the third and fourth game, I think I did really well just because I was catching up to the speed of the game. And you're going up against some guys that have been in the NBA for one, two, three years, all of them with their own stories. Some have had successful periods. Guys on your team like Romeo have had playoff experience against NBA-level talent. Did you notice a difference in how they played, how they approached the game compared to kind of where you were at coming into summer league? Is there any big differences? Yeah, I think um, those guys having – I think our whole starting five had years of experience in the NBA uh, with Peyton, Romeo, Aaron, Bruno, and um, Carson Edwards. So I think those guys just wanted to prove themselves and, and be like – and kind of show that why they belonged in the NBA. And I think they did all a really good job of, of showing what they have to offer, especially for the Celtics. and. For me, I was just trying to fit in initially, um, trying to play my role. And then as time, as the games went along, I started to kind of do a little bit more each and every game, just kind of show what I had to offer as well. It must be tough coming in and then being tasked with uh, defending against some guys that have been playing in the league for two or three years. And then in the same breath, trying to create that space for yourself to get your shot off against people that are just that little bit more developed against talent that you're kind of slowly working your way in with. So did you find it more difficult creating shooting space or finding scoring pockets at all? Yeah, I just think it's overall adding on to, you know, guys with experience in the NBA. I think overall it's just the spacing in the NBA is different. Um, ways to get a shot are different. So I think all that together um, is what makes it more difficult. To, to maybe find your rhythm or find your spots, get to your spots. And especially a guy like me who a lot of people know I'm, I'm a shooter, so they're going to kind of stay closer to me. So I have to figure out, you know, how can I just get a little bit more space to get a shot off? And um, that's it's still a learning process for me um, right now. So I think I've learned throughout summer league and through my time and training camp so far 
and I, I hope I just continue to get better at it. So obviously media days, well, media day, media appearances have happened uh, probably about an hour ago. One of the discussions there was about the competitive spirit within training camp. How have you been finding that competitiveness? Yeah, it's it's been at a high level. You know, everyone, you know, everyone in the NBA is, they have their, everybody's making X amount of money. Everybody's got different guys have families. Others don't. Others come from different situations in their backgrounds. So they're all fighting for something. And it shows every day in practice that, um, guys are just going at each other's heads, honestly, and um, showing why they belong and why they should play more maybe than another guy. But I think overall, having that high-level competitive spirit only makes each other better and our team better. For sure. Now, I know that we've spoke pretty much pure basketball for the first part of this interview. And what I like to do is just kind of humanize players because everybody looks at every- as players and they fail to add that human factor, right? Like you're still a person, you still enjoy doing things outside of basketball. So what I like to do is like a quick fire question round. It's like five, I think it's like six or seven questions. Um, it's just literally this or that or top three of this. So we'll just jump straight in. Coffee or Coco? Coco. Top five songs on your Spotify playlist right now? <laughs> um, Jack Harlow, uh, Rendezvous. Uh, Mike Stud, Real Things, Morgan Wallen, This Bar, um, Meek Mill, uh, Blue Notes 2, and Lil Baby, Sharing Locations. (laughs) Little mix of everything there. Dine Out or DoorDash? Dine Out. Top three bucket list items? Go to Italy. Um... See the the Eiffel Tower and go to the Maldives. Marvel or DC? Ooh, Marvel. 2K or Madden? Madden. <laughs> um, biggest starstruck moment? I think that's I could answer that in this coming year for sure. Yeah, I was hoping. I, I can't answer that. I have a feeling that's going to be coming this year. <laughs> <laughs> So that wraps up the um, the rapid fire round. It seems like the music one trips you up more than all the others. It's tough, man. <laughs> music one's always tough. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. So 
so we, we move on to this season obviously you're going to be spending a, a large proportion of your time down in Maine with the with the Maine Celtics but you're also going to get opportunities to come over to the Celtics and play train with those guys work your way into some game time how are you feeling about that is there any specific aspect of your game you're working on or is it your body that's you're focused on or is it everything calling yeah, yeah I'm excited for both uh, situations, uh, being in Maine and being in Boston. Um, with the new two-way rules, I could have a maximum of 52 games with the Boston Celtics. So they'd be great to get all 52, but I don't really know how it's going to look at this moment in time. So I'm just going to – every day I'm just trying to build good days on top of good days. And I think overall I'm, I'm just trying to perfect, uh, perfect my shooting in, in, in different ways coming off the screens maybe be coming off, taking one dribble and shooting, spot shooting. I think overall just trying to take my shooting to another level is something I've really worked on. And then overall my defense, I think I've – I think in summer league I did pretty solid on defense. But uh, now going against, you know, NBA all-stars that are on our team like Jalen and Jason, it's um, really testing me in a good way. And um, I think I'm improving on that end as well. And then you look around, like I look around the league and I see G League success stories, right? Like there's guys that have been on two-way contracts that have played their way into legitimate game time for their like, parent team in kind of like quotes and then gone on to earn a full contract. Um, there's definitely a role for people with your skill set in terms of spot-up shooters, movement shooters, guys that can attack closeouts and pull up from the mid-range. Do you look at the other success stories and that give you kind of fuel to the fire or are you very much focused on your personal development and what happens for you kind of takes you forward? Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen, you know, some of those guys like Duncan Robinson and, and a few others that, you know, have really gone through like it's typical, like the same situation I have and made the best of it and earned their way into roles on a team and um, things like that. But I know everyone's path is different. So as much as I would love to have the same thing happen to me, I know it's never going to be the same. It's always just, there's something that's just going to be a little bit different in everyone's path, but hopefully, you know, eventually I could work my way into a roster spot, into a contract, things like that for sure. And, but right now I'm just kind of focused on putting good days together. Have you had a chance to speak with the new uh, new main Celtics? I keep going to call, call them the Red Claws. It's Jarrell Christian, right? The new coach. Have yeah, had- so, so he's been uh, he's been here for all of training camp, and then he, he came a week earlier, I believe. So I've been getting to work out with him a little bit, getting to know him, and um, he's a great guy, going to be a great coach for us in, in Maine, and definitely excited to play for him. Well, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of you in Boston as in the Celtics than we are with you down in Maine. Well, um, what I like to do to end out these interviews as well is just one more kind of like humanizing question. And that's obviously multiple players around the league, many of them and the Celtics as well, are all involved in foundations or charities or they're very active within the community. Is there anything that you're working on or people you're working with at the moment that you'd like to kind of let everybody know to give some focus and show some love to? I'm not working with anyone on, on like anything specific. Um, not knowing this area that well right now. Um, I think, you know, when opportunities are there, I will jump on them for sure. 
but um, at the moment, I don't really know much about the Boston area and what kind of foundations are out here yet, but getting to know these guys and throughout the year, I'm sure that a bunch of our guys and our teams will have certain appearances that maybe other guys can go along to with and, and, and help support what they're trying to support. So I hope those opportunities occur uh, throughout this year and I'll gladly um, love, I would love to, you know, be a part of those. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that there's going to be many opportunities and I'm pretty sure that we're going to see a lot of you this season. Um, the Celtics need shooting off the bench. Every team in the NBA needs shooting off the bench. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities for fans to get to know you as a player. And then hopefully this helps everybody kind of get to know you more as a person, especially with that music playlist. We can create a little Spotify we've got for these guys. Um, thank you, man. Thank you for joining me. I know that um I uh, really appreciate you jumping on. I uh, wish you all the best of luck for the rest of training camp. Hopefully hopefully we can see you um, light it up during preseason, man. I appreciate you having me. This was really fun. Okay, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I hope you're all set for your Friday. And you know the drill by now. If you're using an Apple device and you enjoyed this show, make sure to leave that five-star written review. Just scroll down, hit the five stars, and write something nice about us. If you don't have an Apple device, then make sure you're telling your friends. Share this episode. You know, these interviews are... A lot of work goes into getting these interviews and then hopefully, you know, everybody enjoys them. So the more people that this can reach, the better. Hit that share button. Tag me on socials when you share them. It's at Adam Taylor NBA absolutely everywhere. We'll be back again on Saturday. So tomorrow, because obviously this was an exclusive episode, there'll be the usual regularly scheduled Friday episode with my boy Will that drops tomorrow on Friday. And then again, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll catch you soon. Ain't disrespecting you haters, I ain't sweating your opinion Y'all been testing my patience, never did it for a check I've been impressed with the famous, just rather be creative Than stressing my wages, ageless every time I lay a verse down One play at a time, keep it moving like a first down And at the end of the day, I can say that I made this MJ never made it to the majors, still he chased greatness Expected that he might fail, and I might too I might never get to pop champagne, celebrating with